Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience continuing yep. some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' expose them. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. devil gon' win, nope. tryna make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trotting, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path and save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, Choose 
choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom and good morning. Welcome once again to another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk. ISBHPK Bible Talk can be heard Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, well, sometimes 12 noon, 12.30, uh, Monday through Thursday right here at, um, uh, at 646, area code 646-668-2568. Um, on Mondays, um, you have me, Mashaba. Uh, I'm teaching on Mondays. Uh, then on Tuesdays, we have Tuzzapot Tuesdays, Tuzzapot Tuesdays, Tuzzapot what? Tuzzapot Tuesdays every when? Every Tuesday. Again, um, and then on Wednesday, I come back uh, with my series. Then on Thursdays, we come back uh, with Tuzzapot doing another class. But the class Tuzzapot does on Thursdays is for your information. That for, for questions that he gets throughout the week um, uh, from, from, from wherever, uh, he goes to the scriptures and, 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 and dives in uh, into the scriptures, into the Bible, so these questions and these things can be answered. It's really a great show, uh, brothers and sisters. Both shows he does are great and outstanding. Tuesdays, you know, he does um, the first hour. He's doing current events, things that happen in the news, uh, matching prophecies in, in the scriptures. He does it on Tuesdays, and then he comes back with his history class pretty much um, um, on Tuesdays. That's how it's about Tuesdays. And then Thursdays, he does have for your information. So uh, please check it out. Again, you can hear us every morning from 10 a.m. to 12, about 12 noon, 1230, um, uh, Monday through Thursday, right here at area code 646-668-2568. Or you can log on to your web browser at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And for those that might be logging into the web browser, uh, the chat room is open, all right? The chat room is open. If you want to uh, reach out to me on, on the chat room, it is open. Uh, again, you can access the chat room by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you get there, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Uh, that'll bring you to our episode page. You'll see uh, on air live now. Um, hit hit the, the play button, and you'll see where the, uh, the chat, and you're able to go ahead and chat, get it back and forth. If I see it, if I see it, uh, we can go ahead and uh, get this together. So the chat room is now open, right? The chat room is now open. Matter let me say shalom to everybody. S-H-A-L-A-M. Making sure it's there. It is there. All right. Um, again, welcome once again to uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk. Um, and also we have uh, uh, Bundabas classes on Friday nights, uh, starting from 7 p.m. to about 9 p.m., uh, Every Friday night for uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the Brother Bonabod. Uh, so please uh, check, check us out. Again, um, uh, area code 646 668 or www.blogtalkradio.com Being a part of the ISBHPK Network of Schools, um, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, we do have a school location here in San Antonio. Our school here in San Antonio is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address here. Uh, 
If you'd like to get in touch uh, with one of the priests here in San Antonio at the, at the school, uh, reach out to Priest of Warren Iron at area code 210-862-2643 or the Brother Sam Schwan, area code 505-387-9609 for our school here in San Antonio. Our school in San Antonio, if you'd like to check it out, they have a YouTube channel um, at ISB Speaking San Antonio, which you can check out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And they came back again on Saturdays for a Sabbath class uh, starting at 10 a.m., again, Central Standard Time. So if you'd like to check out, if you're in the San Antonio area, we invite you to check our class Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Actually, go to the class, um, or you check them out on YouTube, all right? To help support our school here in San Antonio, uh, we ask that you please check out Eastern Fragrances or On the Mark Moving. Uh, these are two, uh, two businesses that have been established. That proceeds from these businesses go directly towards paying the rent and keeping the school running here in San Antonio. Eastern Fragrances provides you the finest and, and greatest and, and top high-quality perfume oils and, and uh, uh, cologne oils without the alcohol, without, uh, without the water, without all the nasty chemicals. The, the actual oil that your cologne the perfume is made from without all the nastiness is, is a great product. Um, and you can purchase it at Eastern Fragrances, located at Rolling Oaks Mall, in front of the Shoe Palace. Right? If you're going to Rolling Oaks, Rolling Oaks Mall, uh, it's located in front of Shoe Palace, which is in between the American, the Great American, <coughs> I'm sorry, on the first floor between the Great American Cook Company and the elevators going up to the food court. You'll see our kiosk called Eastern Fragrances. Please go and check them out. Say special to the brothers. Say hi to the brothers. And realize that, again, proceeds from Eastern Fragrances help keep the school up and going. Uh, the, another business that, that has been incorporated to help keep the school going here in San Antonio is On The Mark Moving, right? On The Mark Moving, you can access them on the Facebook page of On The Mark Moving or visit their office uh, located at Willingo Mall also in the Dillard's um, uh, wing of the mall, which is the north side of the mall, um, for On The Mark Moving. Or go to the school, 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 7218, um, and get you a set of appointments to get a, a price, price, um, uh, prices on whatever move you might have going on. On the Mark Moving is a licensed, insured, and bonded moving company that they provide some top quality uh, professional moves that you, whatever you need to be moved, we move in the most professional and safest and, and um, efficient way possible. If you even need help packing, they have, they have services, um, a, a, a package where you can get, get that package to even help you pack up whatever you have need, need to be packed up. No job too big, no job too small, from, from garages, storages, um, a, a closet, to an apartment, to a house, a, a business. If any move you need done, please check out On The Mark Moving. They'll take care of you. Uh, for, um, uh, in city, um, in state, and out of state, they can, they can hook you up. So check out On The Mark Moving, a moving company um, that does uh, 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 help keep the school going here in San Antonio. Uh, for our other schools on the ISBHBK network, uh, we had a school in Houston. We have a school in Norfolk, and we have a school in Rochester. To support our schools in Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester, we do invite you to please check out or go to the website, isbhpk.com. Please go to the website, isbhpk.com. Um, there you can find links to uh, Chosen Creations, Chosen Creations, Sweet Ambiance, and Israelware. All right? These three businesses have been established uh, online that you can go online and get subscriptions to either Chosen Creations, Sweet Ambiance, or Israelware to help help our schools in, in Houston, in Norfolk, and in Rochester. Um, Chosen Creations, 
provides, uh, and you can access to uh, some of the greatest in Hebrew Israelite home decor or engraved jewelry. I mean, and, and or they can engrave anything for you. They can engrave glass, metal, leather, anything you want done and you want a Hebrew Israelite um, uh, 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 theme to it, please check out uh, Chose Creations. Their prices are amazing, and for what you're getting is remarkable. So please check out Chose Creations uh, on the website, isbhbk.com, or Chose Creations, uh, Etsy, E-T-S-Y, uh, com to help support our schools in Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester. Then we have Sweet Ambiance, which provides also uh, uh, cologne and perfume oils for men, women, and children uh, for the house, for the car, for every mood you need to set. But they also specialize uh, in custom-made hand, custom-made soaps, custom-made lotions, and custom-made candles. So we invite you to please check out uh, Chosen Create uh, Sweet Ambiance and set up your subscription, set up a monthly subscription where you can help keep the schools going in Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester by getting a monthly subscription to Sweet Ambiance. And then uh, last but certainly not least is Israelware, where you can get a monthly subscription from Israelware, where you can get uh, your Hebrew garments from men, women, and children from head to toe, literally from your head to your toes, Israelite wear. That is all, all, um, uh, every, every garment is, is handmade, all right? It, it, it's handmade. It can be custom made for you to, to fit your style um, or whatever you got going on. Or you can get a monthly subscription also to uh, uh, Israelware, and they can send out, according to what your subscri- subscription is, um, they can hook you up. So please get in touch with these businesses to help our schools going in Houston, Norfolk, and in Rochester. Our school in Houston is located at 231 FM Road 1092 in Stafford, Texas, 77477 being the address there. The priest to contact for our school there in Houston is Priest Wakazak. You can reach him at area code 303-557-8979 for any questions or or any donations or any help or anything uh, concerning our school in Houston please reach out to Priest Kwok Design. If you'd like to check out our school um, uh, online, uh, our Houston School Online, you can check out ISBHPK Houston, ISBHPK Houston, every Monday and Wednesday, ISBHPK Houston on YouTube, I'm sorry, on YouTube, every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and again on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., again, Central Standard Time, and then on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m., all right. You may have our, our school, ISBHBK Norfolk in Norfolk, Virginia, which is located at 2016 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517 being the address there. If you'd like to any, any questions concerning our school in, in Norfolk or any questions you might have at all, please reach the priest Kazakia at area code 757-300-4047 uh, for our school there in Norfolk. If you'd like to check out Norfolk, our school in Norfolk online, Go on Facebook to the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that's Tuesday and Thursday on Facebook, Facebook Live, for Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge at uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our classes there in Norfolk. Then on Fridays, you can go to uh, uh, on YouTube to our uh, ISBHBK Norfolk on YouTube uh, at, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time to check out our classes there in Norfolk as well. And then t- please tune in for the Sabbath service, Sabbath ceremony every Saturday, starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time uh, at ISBHBK Norfolk. All right? We do appreciate that. We do appreciate you. For our school in Rochester, our school in Rochester is located at uh, 1600 
Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606. Cool. Um, uh, area code, um, I'm sorry, zip code 14606. And the priest of contact for our school in, in Rochester, which is our newest school, which is growing, brothers and sisters. And they, can, uh, they appreciate any donations you have to give. Books, Bibles, Apocryphals, encyclopedias, um, uh, computers, laptops, desktops, uh, tablets, cars, buses, um, uh, printers, printer ink, anything to help our school there in, in Rochester or any of our schools, please reach out to the brothers and reach out to Priest Zion uh, there in Rochester, area code 757-762-3917. If you'd like to check out our classes that are held in Rochester, uh, you can watch them live every Tuesday and Thursday at ISBHBK Rochester every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube at ISBHBK Rochester from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then again on Saturdays, they, they have this Sabbath service uh, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at ISBHBK Rochester. All right? Um, as far as here in San Antonio, uh, every Sunday, every Sunday, um, we hold uh, the Paleo Hebrew class every Sunday Again, at Ruling Lotus Mall, at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. The EO Pure Therapy Event Center is located on the second floor in the former Sears wing of the mall, which is the far south end of the mall, right in front of the uh, remote control race car track uh, that's located there at the mall on the second floor. We're there every, uh, every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. where we do the Paleo Hebrew uh, uh, class. So if you're in the San Antonio area, uh, please come and check us out um, or uh, reach out to me and I can give you the Google link um, the Google Meet link where you can, uh, uh, you can log into the live class. It's interactive uh, where we're doing the Hebrew class uh, every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, here at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. To help keep the EO Pure Therapy Event Center up and going, we invite you to check out EO Pure Therapy. EO Pure Therapy is located also at Rolling Ghost Mall on the first floor uh, of the JCPenney Women of the Mall, directly diagonal from the H&M Clothing Store. Uh, EO Pure Therapy provides uh, some of the uh, greatest skincare products you, you, you ever want to deal with, all right, from sugar scrubs, salt scrubs, um, as well as handmade soaps, handmade lotions, handmade bath bombs, handmade uh, 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 skincare products that you can name. I mean, it, they really do a great job. They have incense oils, perfume oils, and you can get you a custom-made um, in your fragrance or of, your, of your choosing uh, handmade soap, or handmade lotion, and skincare products, all custom-made for whatever your choice is. Check out the brother, uh, Gabar Kawar, uh, who, who's there, or the sister, Kwanashaya, and they can assist you in either one of the essential fragrances that's there, one of the cologne perfume fragrances that's there, or custom-made a fragrance stylized just for you. Again, that EO Pure Therapy on the first floor of the mall, the JCPenney wing of the mall, directly diagonal from H&M Clothing Store. Uh, EO Pure Therapy also specializes in CBD creams, gummies, tinctures, and roll-ons. All right, so check out EO Pure Therapy, where EO Pure Therapy also helps keep the event center, uh, the EO Pure Therapy event center going, located on the south end of the mall, um, on the second floor, uh, right in front of the remote control race car track there at the mall. All right, if you'd like to help out uh, uh the ISBHBK Bible Talk uh, podcast that, that we do. Um, you can send donations to, uh, to myself uh, on Cash App at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 
or if it's more convenient, you can send the uh, donations uh, to uh, Google Wallet at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. If you'd like to help us keep the ISV3K Bible Talk uh, podcast uh, continue to go. All right, so I got that out the way. At this time, brothers and sisters, as, as you know, one thing I've, I've added to our, our, our program and my introductions is a prayer list, right? A prayer list where brothers and sisters uh, across the country uh, that may, might need some extra prayer uh, as they're going through a little bit of extra uh, afflictions or, or, or infirmities or might be going through a little something. Uh, we, we start compiling this list of, of names that we ask everybody um, in your prayer uh, that you might do in your closet, you might do uh, to, uh, to the Father. Please add these names to, to your prayer list. As, as the scripture does say, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. So um, at this time, uh, if you want to uh, join me, but I'm going to ask that the Father uh, uh, bless these people and protect them. Um, and we ask that you do the same and add these people to your prayer list at home as well. So we say, the Most High in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels to watch over, to bless, to heal, to protect, to strengthen, to help, to guide. And please take away all evil, evil people, evil spirits, all sicknesses, all guile, and all malice from uh, the husband and wife, Thahawam uh, Racha and Waradaya, from the brother John Spad, uh, from uh, Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, uh, from uh, uh, Becky and Daryl, uh, from the entire Lovett family, uh, from the Coates family, uh, for Kazakia and his, uh, his family and his wife, Shawashana, uh, for the sister Anagashia, uh, for the brother Thahawam Mayam there in Houston, uh, for the brother uh, West Beverly, uh, 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 Thawam here in San Antonio. Father, uh, we, we give you Ayana uh, Banas Banyamian, the wife of Awarna Ayer. We give you, Father, um, we raise up to you, uh, especially these children, um, uh, the, uh, of Sisi, Isaly, and Aliyah, Father. Uh, we ask, Father, uh, that you uh, do the same for the brother Tazapa and his family. We ask, Father, that you do the same thing for the brother Kudash Gabar. Uh, and for the brother Yanawathan, for the brother Sham Kudash out there in Florida, uh, for the sister Ruthie Mae Johnson uh, as well out there in Florida, uh, for the brother Gabar Gad, uh, who, else, uh, who also is out there in Florida, uh, for the sister Kwadashaya, the wife of, of, of Bonabad, um, uh, and for the sister Pat Washington, Father. We ask, we ask you, Father, in the name of, of our Lord and Savior, your son, uh, who the world calls Jesus Christ, we say Yahawashai, that that these names that we give you, Father, that you might do, do for them um, and provide for them and help them through whatever they, they're going through. But, Father, last but not least, your will be done. In Hallelujah's name we pray. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. So, got all the introductions now out the way um, for today. I need to get that, 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 that sound effect. But I don't want to get another. Kevin Hart sound effect. <laughs> I really don't want to do that. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, brothers and sisters, let's continue with yesterday's class. Uh, not yesterday's class. Oh, and by the way, if y'all missed yesterday's class, oh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, it was the second episode of uh, FYI, for your information, uh, that the brother Tazapah does. He really did an outstanding job with that class. Um, I, it, it really was informative. Uh, it, it was, it, and, and, and you want to check it out, all right? Do yourself a favor 
and, and check it out. He really brought up some great information. And if you missed the show, remember, uh, if you go to ISBHPK Bible Talk on either uh, Google Podcast or um, iHeartRadio Podcast or Apple iTunes Podcast or Podcast Addict, you can go. There's a library of our classes uh, looking on any one of those, uh, those platforms where you can get the, la- the last 300 shows that we've done on any one of those platforms by going to those platforms and looking up ISBHBK Bible Talk. And uh, you can go through the library, starting from the latest class, all which our oldest class, right there at, on those platforms. Or you can go to our, our tried and true www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashallah, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And you go to our, uh, go to our, our library, our episode page of our library, uh, with classes going all the way back to our first show, which was February 28, 2010. All right? That was the first show that we did, uh, February 28, 2010. You can find that on our, uh, on our episode page. Check out his class that he did yesterday. The brother does some out- outstanding work. Uh, my hat's off to him. He's really a, a, a great teacher, uh, a brother, a friend, uh, and you can feel that in his class. And the information he's coming out with is really, I mean, it, it helps, all right? It, it helps. So please go ahead and check that out um, on any one of the platforms uh, just before ISBHBK Bible Talk. Again, on iHeartRadio Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, on Google Podcast, or Podcast Addict. And we'll come up, and the latest show that we did will be there um, in chronological order, and you can check it out. The brother does some great, he did some great work. That was the show that, we, that was done yesterday. Uh, for uh, Tazapot Tuesday, right? For Tazapot Tuesday, you know, I, I said everything wrong. Forgive me. Yesterday was Tazapot Tuesday, all right? Um, tomorrow is going to be FYI, the second episode of FYI. But yesterday was Tazapot Tuesday, um, where he was continuing his series on Never Wax Pell. If you didn't check it out again, forgive me. Um, I, I, I got my days all mixed up and wrong. You want to check it out? The brother did a great job with that. I right, get it back to. Uh, what we did on Monday, all right, now I'm getting my head back together. I'm, I'm back, y'all. Getting back to the show that we started on Monday. As everybody knows, or maybe might not know, I'm doing a series right now on denying Christ, all right? I'm doing a series right now on denying Christ. And this here is the 11th part of the series. on um, taking a look at, through the scriptures, what it means to deny Christ, all right? Um, this originally was supposed to be only like maybe two or three, uh, a series, maybe two series, uh, a two-episode series, but it's turned to an 11-part series. Um, as we just keep looking and, and examining, um, as we get closer and closer to Christ getting here, as we look at, at a lot of the current events that's happening in the world, um, and we match them with the prophecies that, are happening, um, uh, that were given to us uh, throughout the Bible, that as we get closer and closer to, to the end, um, the persecutions, the afflictions um, are going to increase more and more and more and more. Um, and to where a lot of people's faith is really going to be shook. Matter of fact, one scripture I forgot to add to this class, I'm going to add it right now. Uh, in Luke chapter 18, if you might join me there. Forgive my eyes as, as I look it up here on my computer. So I can read along with you. When we read Luke chapter 18, I'm going to start verse 6, all right? Um, just as a little insight, 
uh, for what Christ even said and give us a little warning about, um, or a little, you know, heads up about how, life, how things are going to be before he makes his return. What's going to, well, what are some of the events that's, that's happening? As we kind of look at this more in-depthly and not just take it on the surface level, uh, we look at Luke chapter 18, verse 6, and it says, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith." Verse 7, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he be along with them. I tell you, uh-oh, hold up. I'm being joined by my brother, my friend, the companion, everybody's uncle, the brother Gabar Kowa. Hold on one second, y'all. Brother, Yeah, how about brother? What's happening? Salam, salam. Salam, sir. Um, just getting, a, getting, a, uh, getting together with you. Uh, I believe uh, we're getting ready to start in Luke chapter 18 and verse 6. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're you right, you right on point. You hit that nail right on the head. It's always good to hear your voice, brother. Um, yeah, if you want to read that for me, um, sir, at Luke chapter 18, we're going to be verses 6 through 8. All right. Luke chapter 18, verse 6 reads, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he shall he find faith on the earth? We know that when 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 because we know that that from the scriptures that nobody knows the exact time that the Messiah is going to send Christ back. That, that that and that's in the scriptures. We don't know when the actual time is, but we do have the prophecies uh, that are written throughout the Bible to give us a hint uh, what to look for. Matter of fact, in Matthew chapter twenty-four. That's what the disciples asked Christ. Like, what's going to be the sign of that coming and going to be the end of the world? And Matthew 24 kind of goes through it kind of extensively of what events we should be looking for, what, what, what things are going to be happening um, in, in the world to let us know that these things are happening because Christ is about to come back. He, uh, these are the signs and clues to let us know he's about to come back. But when we look here in Luke chapter 18, verse 6, and, and we're coming down, it says that, that God, in like, like, particularly verse 7, that God's going to avenge his own elect, right? That God's going to avenge um, his own elect, who are, who are the Israelites, okay, who have been scattered throughout the four corners of the earth and throughout every nation, every tongue on the planet. But and he's going to avenge them. He's going to. That the ones which cry to him day and night, and that he's, he's being patient and taking a long time that as, as our tears and as our cries keep going up, as, as we being afflicted and going through the afflictions and, and the infirmities and the things that we're going through, that it's only going to take him an hour to avenge us, to avenge his elect. I ain't going to put my name in, in it, to avenge his elect. It's only going to take him an hour to do that when he comes to do it. But check out verse 8, brothers and sisters. Check out verse 8. Brother Gabar, you want to read that for me again? Uh, Luke chapter 18 and verse 8. Cons. Cons. Um, Luke chapter 18 and verse 8 reads, I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So now, and looking at these things, as, and also now as we're dealing with uh, this series that we're on about uh, to deny Christ, Christ is making a very heavy statement right here, brothers and sisters, that when he does come back, 
is you're going to find faith on the earth. And that right there, it sends a, a chill down my spine. Like, what type of things are going to be happening? What type of things are going to be going on that Christ himself is questioning if he going to find faith on the earth? And this is one of the things that, that, that is kind of sparking us and dealing with this series about denying Christ. Um, and are we really getting our minds prepared? Are we grinning at the loins of our mind like Peter warned us? Are we really getting our minds strengthened and ready for, for what is here and for what's about to come? Are we really getting ourselves ready? Um, as you know, the, if you listen to uh, Brother Tazapasho yesterday, he was going over some of the things that happening in the news, um, how not only are, 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 are they generating or, or making uh, chicken in a lab, but now they're also making uh, fish in a lab. And he was going into how the earth is defiled and about um, for those that are, will just cut off a of meat and want, want to kind of um, say that, yeah, well, uh, if the meat's all defiled, then we're just going to eat, uh, eat vegetables. And that's going to be our salvation. And the brother says, I don't want to take away from any of his class. I'm going to invite everybody to go check it out. Yeah, he really went in depth and, 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 and was really going into the scriptures about how the whole earth is defiled, that the whole entire earth is defiled. Um, and so he really did cover that yesterday, so I invite everybody to go and check that out. But again, adding that with what's going on, is Christ going to find faith on the earth? How detrimental? How, what type of things are going to be going on? What's going to be happening to people on the planet earth that even among the, the elect, is, is Christ going to find faith? So as, as we always keep trying to say, uh, uh, Brother Gabar, can we read Judges chapter 5, verse 11? Con, Judges chapter 5, is verse 11. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Judges chapter 5, and verse 11 reads, They that are delivered from the noise of the of archers in the place of drawing water. There shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of the villages in Israel. So it tells this, us that we're not, we're not going to read the whole scripture. We just want to get that, that one part right there. Is that one thing we should be doing if we want to be delivered from this Armageddon, from this, this final destruction, from this final captivity um, that, that's going to take place, if we want to be delivered, we're getting a hint right here that tells us we should be rehearsing the righteous acts. Now, I've, I've covered this, this scripture in too many classes and too, uh, uh, um, that you can find on, on uh, ISV 50 uh, Bible Talk that we've covered this extensively, so I don't want to take the time to go into this again now. But right now, brothers and sisters, we should be rehearsing God's righteous acts. This goes in league in conjunction with Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, if we can read that now, that Judges chapter 5 verse 11 was telling us about being delivered, that we should be rehearsing the righteous acts. It goes right along with Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. I'm asking Brother Gabarco why we can read that now, please. Con, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 reads, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. I want to stop it right there. I'm going to stop the brother right there. 
that were praying the Lord's Prayer. Everybody should have recognized when he, when he heard the brother started read that, that he was starting to, uh, he was reading the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Read that very last verse, please, with Brother Gabar. Con. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10 reads, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It says, God's kingdom, thy kingdom come. What does it mean to have God's kingdom to come that's going to be on earth like it is in heaven? What does it mean to have God's kingdom to come? He tells you right there in that same verse. Right after he, we pray, thy kingdom come, the very next part is telling us what it means to have God's kingdom to come. Go ahead, please, sir. Come. Thy will be done. God's earth. will. God's will is to be done. God's righteousness is to be done. Where, Brother uh, uh, Gabar? In earth as it is in heaven. So it'd be good for us to be rehearsing the righteous acts like it told us in Judges chapter 5, verse 11. Because when God's kingdom comes, God's will is going to be done in earth like it is in heaven. So it'd be good for us now to get into the mindset and get into the practice of rehearsing the righteous acts of the Lord from not eating pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster, from uh, recognizing the, the true Sabbath, from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, to uh, recognizing God's high holy days, um, the Sabbath, the Passover, the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh, the Feast of Pentecost, uh, the uh, Memorial Blowing the Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, Purim, and Hanukkah. It'd be a good idea for uh, uh, Hanukkah and Purim. It'd be a good idea for us to start rehearsing God's righteous acts. As we look at this earth today and we're seeing the, uh, the, uh, the continued bold push of the LGBTQ community and rehearsing God's acts, um, understanding that God tells us um, uh, that homosexuality is an abomination. Uh, uh, to be a, a bisexual is an abomination. Uh, for a man to dress like a woman or a woman to dress like a man and it is not righteous in the eyes of God. It's very unrighteous in the eyes of God. That it'd be a good idea that we practice and get into the rehearsal in this grace period that we're in of rehearsing the righteous acts of God and, re and, 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 and preparing for God's will to be done in earth like it is in heaven. And I just mentioned off the top of the head just a, a few of the things um, that we should be getting into as we're uh, in rehearsing God's righteousness. But we're going to go a little deeper, brothers and sisters, uh, as, as what this series is saying. We're going to go a little bit deeper, and not just so surface as stopping the, the, the pagan holidays from birthdays to New Year's to Christmas to Easter to Thanksgiving um, to, to Sunday worship. Not just stopping those things. Um, uh, rehearsing the righteous acts as far as, okay, what did he read Israelites? Uh, that a man should not shave off his beard if he can grow one. A man should let his beard grow. He can groom it, but, but he should let his beard grow. That's a righteous act of God. Uh, again, for a woman to wear a dress, to not wear pants, that's a righteous act of God. Um, uh, what, what else, Brother, Brother Gabar? Give me some, uh, some other things. 
some other things as far as uh, uh, rehearsing the Righteous Acts. Yes, sir. Uh, rehearsing the Righteous Acts of, of, of the Heavenly Father and bringing his kingdom. Uh, um, I, really, I, I think you really, <laughs> you really touched on a, on a lot of them. Um, uh, all the, 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 the convocations, the, the dietary laws following the law, statutes, and commandments in the scriptures, which is, you know, uh, in, in rehearsing. Um, also, uh, all, all of the uh, holy convocations, as you mentioned. Um, the, 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 the real Sabbath from, from Friday, Friday night to uh, Saturday, Saturday night, sundown. Uh, not celebrating uh, the the paganistic holidays, um, Halloween, uh, Christmas, uh, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, all of those, all of all of those things um, are a way of of rehearsing the righteous acts. True, true, and thank you for that. Uh, thanks, the water, the water, the water. So we want to get into that practice, but brothers and sisters, it goes a little bit further than 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 those things. Those things are important, especially when you first come into this knowledge. Those things are very important for for us to get into, start getting into that practice of denying ourselves, of denying the emotions that are attached to a lot of those things uh, of how we might have grew up here in America, um, not knowing the righteousness of God, not knowing that, that any of the things that the brother Gabar Kawhi just mentioned, uh, uh, that some of those things are really evil in the eyes of God. They're really wrong in the eyes of God. Um, and that we should be getting into the practice of his high holidays. With the world calls holidays, we should be getting more involved with God's, God's high holidays. We should start to make that part of our practice. But brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, it's going to get, it, it, there's more things of God's righteousness that we need to investigate um, and really take ourselves into, right? That, that, that there's more to look at, right? There's really more to look at um, in rehearsing the righteous acts of the, of, of the Lord. Um, we, we know the fruits of the Spirit uh, from the New Testament, Galatians 5, um, and the lust of the flesh that, that we should be avoiding. Um, but there's more, more things, I guess, practical things I, I, I want to try and give some light to or, or shine a light on, uh, as we started yesterday that, or I'm sorry, on Monday that I really want to keep trying to dive into just to help get our, our minds prepared and get our minds ready. Um, and what we, we should also be preparing for. All right. So I'm asking brother Gabar if we can, uh, if he doesn't mind reading Romans chapter 15 verse four. All right, Romans chapter 15, verse 4. <clears throat> Con, uh, Romans chapter 15 and uh, verse 4 reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Okay, we, we do read this a lot here on ISB Tricky Bible Talk. We do read the scripture a lot, as, as, again, as another reminder. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, 
meaning whatever was written in the scriptures, written in the Bible, written in the Old Testament, written in the Apocrypha, things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. That we're supposed to be studying this Bible, studying the Word of God for our learning. All right, that that he didn't have all this written down. He didn't have all the history uh, that's contained in, from Genesis all the way through. Um, even we just go to the Old Testament of, of Zechariah. He didn't have uh, the Apocrypha written for us. He didn't have the New Testament written for us if he didn't want us to learn from it. All right, that there's lessons in in, in the Bible that we need to be looking at and applying to ourselves, especially as we're getting ready to come into these days where Christ made the statement that nevertheless, when the Son of Man does return, if he's going to find faith on the earth, that there's, then there's got to be a lot more reading, a lot more studying, a lot more diligence given to what, what, what's contained in the Scriptures to really get our minds prepared and ready for what's coming. That the things written before time went for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures, that we might have hope. Because for Christ to say, and I hope I'm, I'm making this connection uh, uh, clear, if we relate Christ saying, if he will find, when he comes back, if he will find faith on the earth, with what was just said here in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, that we might have hope, that if we're not really learning from these scriptures, and learning how to, to not only um, uh, rehearse the righteous acts, but learning how to rehearse the righteous acts in our patience and getting comfort from the things we're learning so that as we're going through what we're going through, that we might have hope <laughs> that a lot of people, it, there's going to be so much stuff going on, a lot of people, a lot of the elect are going to lose hope. They're going to lose faith. They're going to forget the patience and comfort of the scriptures from what they're learning from the scriptures, and and there's going to be a, people are going to lose hope. People are going to lose faith. So we definitely do want to want to take a look a, a, a look at this, and are we really getting our minds ready? Are we really getting our minds ready? And in the self denial of what it takes to apply God's righteousness, of, of for how we might have grown up, for whatever traditions whatever customs, whatever uh, rituals uh, that we might have grew up in, that now we're re resisting those things and all the sentiments and all the emotions that are attached to those things, that we're learning how to deny those things so that we can now practice and rehearse God's righteousness. That for what we have gone through in our experience here in, in this time that we're living in, that many of us have grown up without God's righteousness. So the things that we've been attached to are lifestyles, how we grew up. Uh, and Brother Thomas Paul was going over that yesterday in his class. And one thing he touched on was, was kind of, you know, a, a, one of them sensitive taboo t subjects was having to realize that there's many of us that have been molested uh, physically and mentally. And that those scars are still with us to this day. It might have happened in our childhood, but the effect of what we, what we went through, a lot of that is still with us to this very day. And he, he covered that. And that there's still a lot of those things that we have to, to uncover and still a lot of those things that we have to face and overcome because a lot of those things have, have continued with us up until this very day.
that's preventing us from further reaching into more of God's righteousness, into more of the righteousness that he's looking for, because we've just accepted it as just a part of life. But this is how I grew up. This is how it is, and I, I'm just there. And when I'm in a survival tactic. I'm in a survival mode. And not realizing that th those damages that have been done to us, we have to still deal with those things and overcome those things also because it's going to be needed to help us have hope in these last days, help us have hope through the things that we're going through. And he used a very, very um, uh, sensitive subject, and I'm using that today not, to, not to, to, to attack anybody, but to let it be known that there's a lot of, 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 of patience and comfort that we need to get into the scriptures as, as we're getting ready to face and come into the time of Jacob's troubles. As we get ready to come into this time, where Christ is about to come. But there's going to be a lot of things happening in this earth that's going on that if we're not really studying to deal with a lot of, 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 of God's righteousness, and we're just kind of going along with just how our normal routine is, or just how, this is just who I am, then now I come up to an Israelite, cool. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I am getting into where I'm, I'm doing uh, the high holy days now. Great, great, great job. Um, now I'm not doing the pagan holidays. All right, cool. I changed my diet. Cool. I changed my garments. Great job. But there's a lot more of the mental, social, and spiritual things that we need to go, go into, and a lot of those nerves we got to touch. A lot of that pain has got to be touched and dealt with because it's going to be those things that are going to prevent us from having hope in these last days. So, as it, again, as it says, Romans chapter 15, verse 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and cover other scriptures might have hope. Verse 5, please, sir. Verse 5. Kind. Um, Romans chapter 15 and verse 5 reads, Now the Most High, or now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. Again, that we be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. And we're not going to read this chapter, but when you go back to this, the beginning of the chapter, it's talking about the strong, brand new premise of the week. And it talks about uh, 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 forgiving one another. That as we're coming to these times, that we got to realize the hurt. We're going to have to realize the things that, the traumas that we've all been through and how we got to do it. We have, we have to follow the example that Christ gave. Of when he went through his traumas, when he went through, through his um uh, his traumas. I, I can't say no better than that. How did he deal and how did he cope with his traumas? How did he deal and how did he cope with the things he was actually going through? Because he left us an example of how to deal with those hardships. That now we want to make sure we're doing this. We want to follow the same path in rehearsing the righteous acts of God, the righteous acts in order to be delivered. Christ is our example of what to follow. Christ is our example in what he went through the traumas that he did suffer, the abandonment, the, the physical actual tortures, the physical actual beatings that he took, the rejection from his own family members that he had to deal with, he had to face, the unbelief of his own family members that he had to actually put up with, that he set the, the path for us to follow by following the scriptures by, and by looking at the prophecies written in the Bible, 
we want to make sure we're doing the same thing. From now, Master Brother uh, Gabar, can we please go to Psalm chapter 119 and verse 50? Psalm chapter 119 and verse 50. Okay, Psalm chapter 119, uh, and what was that verse again? Verse 50. Verse 50. Psalms 119 and verse 50 read, This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. So even David, for all the affliction that David was going through, and I don't know if people really, if we really research and really, really look at what were some of the things that David was going through. We know he was, yeah, he was King David, and, and, and he killed Goliath. Uh, no doubt. But do we look at some of the sufferings that he went through? Do we look at some of the, 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 the afflictions that he went through? Do we look at some of the, the persecutions that he, that he had to endure for over 20 years in dealing with, with, with King Saul? Do we really examine that, that, that he was really, again, abandoned, and all he was doing was good? All he was doing was good for somebody he called a brother, somebody he looked, looked up to as, as a father. And the physical strain that was on David that he had to go through. And then even looking at David, um, uh, his mistakes, that he got to a position of, of, of comfort. He got to a position of, of power as king and, and getting overconfident and overprideful. In that position, he took Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, had him killed, and then, and, and then lied about it. And, and from that, that point, and we read about some of the traumas that, that happened through the rest of his family because of some of the decisions David made. We read about where uh, uh, Absalom's sister Tamar was raped by their uh, older brother and how Absalom killed their older brother, but they thought Absalom killed everybody because of what happened to his sister. That death was in David's house and how Absalom even tried to rise up and, 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 and in a sedition and, and, and overrun David's government and authority. What that must have been like for David, what he went through. Um, when David had the census, again, getting, getting kind of high on the horse, uh, kind of feeling himself, that he's the king, that he wants to know how many people he's over. And it was even told to him by Joab, you know this is wrong. Look, I'm the king. Deal with it. I want the count. All right, you're the king. And how from that decision, over 70,000 Israelites had to die because of David's decision. That there's, there's so many lessons for us to learn and look at dealing with pride, dealing with humility, dealing with envy, jealousy, dealing with, with, with so many emotions that we have experienced today. Are we really looking at and studying the past? And then, even if we can read this verse again, Psalm chapter 119, verse 50, can we read that one more time? Yes, sir. Um, Psalms chapter 119 and verse 50 <clears throat> reads, This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. This is my comfort in my affliction. Thy word, God's word does quicken him. It gives him that, like, the quicken, like, you know, when, when, and we've all experienced this, when you feel like there's no hope, when you feel like there's no hope, how you, how we can feel depressed, unmotivated, can't move, don't want to move, have no energy, just feel lost, 
this field empty? Have that question. Why? Why do anything? Just why? Because in whatever picture we're going through, it's that, that feeling of just wanting to give up. Like, I've tried everything. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't know what else to do. But David is telling, he's giving us these clues. He's giving us these things that, in my, that this is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word has quickened me. What's going to help restore that hope, that faith? What's going to help restore that energy? What's going to help restore me to have that faith again, to have hope again? God's word. God's word. So it's important that, that, that we look at and understand that the things written before time, how they were written for our learning, to help give us that patience, comfort, and hope through studying the scriptures, by getting back into and, and, and really examining and looking at the lives of, of that, the, the, as God said, God is the God of the living and not the dead. That at the time that, we, that the Old Testament was being compiled, that those were real life people that the people we read about, they were really alive. They, they were real people. They were really alive, and they had real emotions. They had real feelings. They had real things that they were facing. They had real, real ups, real highs, real lows, real experiences, real emotions. That's why, you know, as, as you listen to Hebrew Israelite teachings, we really do kind of stress about the people of the Bible being people of color, that there are black people, that they're not white people. Because there's an association now with white people being the people of the book that everything for them is always good because of how, we, how we've grown up here in America, that they don't go through no suffering. They don't go through, no, no, through, through anything. It's just all good. And that there's kind of a, a, a separation of from really, really trying to experience and understand these are our people. These are our ancestors. Their DNA literally runs through us. We are the blood descendants of the people of the Bible. That this, their experiences are our experiences. The things that we suffer and go through, they was going through some of the exact same similar things. That it can, it's a lot more relatable. It's a lot more relatable to, to, to read about us, to read about ourselves, to associate this book with our own experiences, that this word is alive, that God's word really is alive. From there, I'm asking Brother Gabar if we can go to Psalms 102, verse 18. Can we go to the book of Psalms, the 102nd Psalms and verse 18, the 102nd Psalms, and can we read verse 18? Uh, uh, Psalms chapter 102 and verse 18 reads, this shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. So we're, we're reading here, again, David's giving us another clue, another jewel, another gem, that the reason this Bible has been written, the reason we have the Bible, that this shall be written for the generation to come. That from the time that David was saying this, he knew he was writing it for us living today. He knew that the things that, that he was experiencing, David had that insight, that the things that he was experiencing, the things he was going through, wasn't just for him at that time, that it was going to be for us living now in these times. It was going to be us now living in these times. 
that knowing that we were going to be cut off from our fathers, from our elders, from our culture, knowing that we were going to be cut off from, from a connection that we are the Israelites, knowing that we were going to be cut off from, from our true culture, losing our language, our native language, which is Hebrew, the Pele Hebrew, losing our identity of what tribe we even belong to, losing, um, just losing ourselves, that, that being called Negroes, African Americans, Puerto Ricans, uh, um, Native Americans, uh, West Indians, uh, uh, Mexicans. I don't know why I, I'm, 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 I'm losing names right now. Um, Puerto uh, Ricans, um, what is it, Haitians, Jamaican, Jamaicans, uh, Seminole, Seminole Indians. Negroes, Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, yeah. Dominicans, North American Indians, some Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. By us being called by these false names, that we would lose our identity, that we would lose our culture, we would lose our traditions, we would lose our heritage, that we have no connection, that we are the people of the land, that we lose connection to our land, which is Israel which is Palestine. We would lose connection with any and everything that, that is ours. We would lose connection with our food. We would lose connection with our dress codes. We would be cut off and lose everything. That David understood this, that we would have no connection, that from the age of discovery in 14, 1492 when Columbus first uh, made over to the Americas, <clears throat> and started and, and brought uh, the religions, brought the doctrines, brought the politics, brought the reasonings uh, of, of so-called white people to the Americas, that we truly lost our identity at that, at that time. To, to now be associated with, with Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Seventh-day Adventist, um, Mormons, Jesuits, uh, uh, non-denominational, uh, Masons, um, uh, uh, omegas, uh, lambdas, uh, sigmas, that we've been so far cut off from our identity and from who we are and from our heritage that we needed some type of connection. We needed some type of breadcrumb to help lead us back, to help us get back to who we are, back to who we are, that we were going to be so far removed um, in every aspect, in every way possible. That, again, in Psalm chapter 1 or 2, verse 18, it does say, This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. That this shall be written for the generation to come. That, come on, we, we, for us to think we're the hip-hop nation. Before we were the hip-hop nation, we were the bebop nation. Before that, we were just the, the, the Negroes, the, the, the colored the uh, uh, um, slaves, the disenfranchised. We were the Mexicans. Um, uh, we, we, we're the, the, the border jumpers. We're the, uh, the spooks. We're the pickaninnies. We're the uh, uh, wetbacks. We're the uh, uh, illegals. We, we just, we've literally, literally been the scum of the earth. We've been the nobodies. We've been the Aunt Jemimas. We've been the Step and Fetches. We've been the Amos and Andes. We've been the, the 
the, the, the scum of society. That's where we've been. That, no, we're not just basketball players. No, we're not just football players. No, we're not just soccer players. No, we're not just baseball players. No, we're not just boxers. No, we're not just uh, athletes, period. We're not just entertainers, singers, dancers, rappers. We're not just actresses and actors. Yeah, we've been cut off every possible way we can imagine. So we had to have something left to us that this shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. That now we can come back and read and master prophecies with our history. Master prophecy with these we've gone through that our people have gone through. So now we can praise God. Now we can praise God the way he wants to be praised. That God told us this was going to happen and doggone it, it happened the exact same way he said it was going to happen. And that since those things have happened to us, he also said that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was going to return and deliver us and save us from all these things also. That if everything else is true, then it also is going to be true that we're going to be saved from this. That our sins, that got us in the first place, are going to be forgiven. And we're going to be saved out of this destruction. We're going to be saved out of this captivity. That also must be, must be true also as we return back to our identity, as we return back to who we are, and we're rehearsing the righteous acts of the Lord, we're, 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 and, and we're gaining back our hope again. That, brothers and sisters, I just want to say this. A lot of times we come to this truth as we face a lot of things that we have to repent for, as we face a lot of things that we have to change about ourselves, like some of the things we've mentioned, changing our diet, that we might have grew up with pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster, we find out it's wrong, and we had to change that about ourselves. Regardless of whatever attachment we might have had to those things, we had to cut those things off because it's right in the eyes of God. Uh, the attachment we might have had to, to Christmas, Easter, uh, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, uh, birthdays, that now we get to the point where we had to separate ourselves from those things, cut those things off so that now we can start to apply God's righteousness, Th that we're going through those things, and that we have the power of the Scriptures to let us know that what we're doing is right because this is what the Bible says, that in, in lieu of the emotional attachment that we have. And when I cut these things off, the, the, the sense of, of losing, the sense of, of, of loneliness, the sense of, of, of being detached, that those type of things that help lead to a person feeling like there's no hope. Those type of feelings that help let a person think, man, why, why am I doing this? I'm by myself. We got to remember that the scriptures were written to give us that hope. This wasn't written to destroy us. We're not going through these things and finding out we got to change this about ourselves or repent and change this about ourselves to destroy us. These things are given to us to restore hope in us. But the kind of hope that God gives, the kind of faith that God gives, not a faith in the things that I like, not a faith in the things of how I want to do things, not a hope that I hope that what I want and the way I see it is what God is after. We ain't got to do that type of hope or that type of questioning. We have the scriptures. We have the history of our people. We have our own history that we can now match with the scriptures. That, oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I need to adjust that about myself. Ooh, as we look, as, as we take the Bible and look at it as a, take it as a mirror, 
when we can really now look at ourselves, this is not to destroy us or to take hope away from us. It's to restore hope in us. That now God is giving us that, that opportunity to get it right now. To now get things right. To now rehearse the righteous acts as we get ready for what? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That now we, we, that we, we're taking advantage of this grace period. We're taking advantage of what, what's being revealed to us to now get it right, not to have us destroy, not to have us um, um, take away our self-esteem, not to have us take away our, our, our well, self-esteem. Yeah, it might be to take away self-esteem, but to give you esteem in the eyes of God. To take away self-confidence, but now have confidence in the eyes of God. And yes, brothers and sisters, there, there, is, there really is a difference in the two. There truly is a difference in the two. So as we look at um, the three scriptures that we just went over, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 15, verse 4, Psalms chapter 119, verse 50, Psalms chapter 102, verse 18, as we look at these, these three scriptures, trying to, lead, trying to give us the, 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 the lead-in to understand how important we, it is for us to study. How important it is for us to hold on to the word of God. How important it is that that is written for for us to praise God. That we that it's a chance for us to get things right. Now, and keeping all these things in in mind, um, and also where Christ said what when He comes back, is He going to find faith on the earth? I, I do want to go back to uh, uh, Exodus chapter five. Uh, let me pull this up. I'm, I'm in, in my on my Bible here on my computer. We covered this on Monday. Did you say Acts Acts chapter five? No, I said uh, Exodus. Exodus chapter five. But I want to get, I'm trying to get uh, where we're going to start at. Um, <coughs> maybe I need to do it like this. Uh, you know, not to take too much time, let, let me go ahead and do this. Do this. For the class we, uh, that we did on Monday, brothers and sisters, for the class we did on Monday, I'm going to ask everybody, if you didn't catch it, please go back and listen to it. Again, um, ISBHBK Bible Talk on iHeartRadio uh, Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, on uh, Google Podcasts, on Podcast Addicts, or www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Meshava. Uh, pull up our, our library of, of episodes and go back to, uh, to Deny Christ Part 10. Right, to deny Christ part 10, well, I was really going over Exodus chapter 5 extensively, but I don't want to have to repeat the whole thing and, and chew up more time today. I kind of want to move on. So what I'm going to do is, and Brother Gabarqua, uh, I, I got this part right now. I got this part right now. I'm going to read a commentary. Right? I'm going to read a commentary from the Tell and Deeks, Deletes. It's a, it's a Bible commentary, and it's from some Germans from the, like, 1700s. Um, 
But I want to read the, the commentary that they have for Exodus chapter 5. And I'll first read the commentary on Exodus chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. And you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do this without having to go over it. If we remember, brothers and sisters, what was going over on Monday, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling stuck right here. I'm feeling stuck. If you and trying to give the briefest recap I possibly can of what we was going over on, on, on Monday. On Monday, towards the end of the show, we was going over when Moses first came to the Israelites after God appeared to him in the burning bush. After God appeared to Moses in the burning bush um, and gave Moses the signs to show that God was with him and that God heard the cries of our people in Egypt and was now ready to save our people. Where he gave Moses the, the staff that turned to a serpent, and he also gave Moses the sign of putting his hand into a bosom, pulling it out, it turned white, putting his hand back in his bosom, uh, his, his, his garment, pulling it back out, and it turned back uh, dark skin again like the rest of his body. And that he's going to take these signs to the children of Israel and to show them that God is now ready to deliver our people. So in chapter 4, that's what Moses did. He came and got the elders of Israel um, and showed them the signs and that, yeah, God is now ready to, to come and save us. And that the children of Israel, we believe Moses. We believe Moses and Aaron, and it was a rejoicing. It was a celebration. And that Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh, and God told Moses before he went to Pharaoh, look, you're going to tell Pharaoh you need three days' journey of, uh, for us to, to Israelites to come and honor me, but I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart, and he's not going to harden to you. And he's not going to listen to you. And uh, he's not going to listen to you. And so Moses and Aaron came and did this. All right, forgive me, brothers and sisters. I got a package delivered. So Moses and Aaron did this, and now we're, we're uh, at the point where now Moses and Aaron are talking to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh is now, is now uh, kind of looking at the audacity of Moses and Aaron, kind of saying that, yeah, the Israelites need to take three days off to, uh, to honor their God. And Pharaoh is like, what? Uh, no. And the plan that Pharaoh came up with was, if y'all have time to think about worshiping your God, that means you're too idle. It means you got too much time in your hands. The Israelites are not busy enough if they have time to think about going to worship their God. So he said, let more work be laid upon the Israelites. And that's where uh, many people might be familiar with uh, uh where Pharaoh cut off the, the straw, <clears throat> where he cut the straw off from the Israelites. Uh, but there still had to be a, a daily uh, quota met of the brick that had to be made, but he cut off the, the straw. And that it forced the Israelites that they would have to go throughout the whole country of Egypt 
in order to find straw, find stubble, in order to fulfill the, the, the number of bricks that had to be made every day. And we were taking a look at how that is, is similar to us living here in America today, how to deal with the cost of living. The, the, the cost of living in Egypt was how many bricks we made. And from how many bricks we made, we was able to maintain a lifestyle in Egypt. We were able to maintain uh, a lifestyle, uh, a comfort, um, uh, customs um, in Egypt by f being able to fulfill that amount of bricks every day. To have the straw cut off from us, now in order to fulfill the amount of bricks that was needed back in ancient Egypt, it's similar to now today the cost of living, being the cost of living in, in America today, we can see how from, from inflation, that from inflation, that look at how, how much more work is needed to deal with the cost of living today, to just maintain a lifestyle, how much money is needed today, how much uh, work has got to be done in order for us to maintain a lifestyle today. And if we want to maintain these lifestyles, that we better put in more work because the cost of living is only getting higher and higher. What's required to maintain a cost of living requires more work. And that this is the same pathology, mentality, that Pharaoh came up with when Moses and Aaron first addressed him. That if y'all can think, think so much about going to worship your God, you're too idle. So we're going to take away the straw, but if you want to maintain this lifestyle, maintain yourselves in Egypt, you better bring this amount of bricks. And if you're not bringing this amount of bricks, you're not going to be able to maintain your lifestyle. But we're not going to give you the straw like we were before in order for you to maintain that lifestyle because it got y'all too idle. Because now y'all talking about taking three days off to go serve your God. You're too idle. So this plan was came up with so that we would stop thinking about serving God and not have to only worry about how we're going to maintain ourselves. How are we going to maintain? How are we going to be able to bring, get these bricks in because if we don't get the brick, we're not going to get paid or, or however it was going on in Egypt. We're not going to be able to maintain our lifestyle. And that from this plan that Pharaoh came up with, again, it caused the Israelites to be scattered throughout the whole empire. And again, the whole Egyptian empire is similar to the American empire. If you think about all the way up to Alaska and, and reaching all the way down to Hawaii, going all the way over to Puerto Rico and coming all the way up to Maine, think about that. And have not people gone to the, all the way up to Alaska looking for work, all the way to Hawaii looking for work, all the way to Puerto Rico, looking for work, all the way up into Maine and everywhere in between trying to find work so we, I, they can maintain a lifestyle, so we can maintain ourselves, and that we're going to do these things because it, the focus and the attention now is to get us thinking about how we're going to maintain ourselves, how we're going to be able to maintain ourselves because this is what it takes to maintain a lifestyle here in this place. And remember, this class is coming off of the class we did last Thursday about losing your life and what your life means and all the different definitions that we went through and explaining about what our life is. So with that, 
I'm going to read uh, Exodus chapter 5. I'm going to read this, 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 this commentary now. For Exodus chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. I'm going to read this, and then we're, going to, uh, we're going to read on. So this is the commentary on Exodus chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. And it says, let the work be heavy. You know, we got to go there. Brother Gabar, I'm sorry, Brother Gabar, if you're there. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You need me to go ahead and get the uh, 5, 9 through 11? Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and read that. Fine. Exodus chapter 5, starting at verse 9, reads, Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein. And let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out, and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get you straw, where ye can find it. Yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. All right, cool. So that's from uh, the King James Bible. Now I'm going to read this commentary on what, what Gabar just read. Now I'm going to read this commentary on what Gabar just read. So it says, let the work be heavy or press heavily upon the people. So now this work is got to press heavily upon the people. And they shall make with it an example, stick to their work. That now the work is going to, be, is going to increase so much that they better stick to their work. Uh, and that look at lying words, saying that Moses and Aaron were lying to y'all. Don't y'all better not be thinking about being saved and, be, and uh, going back to the land of, 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 of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Back to you, y'all better. Those are Moses and Aaron lied to y'all. Y'all better think about y'all work. So this was what the plan that Pharaoh came up with, and look not to lying words. By lying words. The king meant the words of Moses, that the God of Israel had appeared to him and demanded a, a sacrificial festival from his people, the Israelites. In Exodus chapter 5, verse 11, special emphasis is laid upon, go ye yourselves, uh, fetch ye straw. He says, now in the Hebrew, this, this, there's a lot of emphasis on this when we read this, that same thing in the Hebrew. It says, not others for you as heretofore, for nothing is taken or diminished from your work. So he's saying, go ye, go ye yourselves, fetch ye straw, uh, for nothing is taken or diminished from your work. For what y'all got to get done? Y'all better keep the same. If y'all want to maintain what y'all been doing, Y'all better get your minds on your work and forget what the hell Moses and Aaron was talking about. Forget the words of God. Forget these scriptures. You better think about work. Reading on. The word for, uh, the word uh, paya uh, has been correctly explained by uh, Kimichi as supposing a uh, parenthetical thought as Uh, they're going to something else. All right, cool. So I just want to get an understanding from this commentary 
how the, the emphasis was you better not think about what God said and God's words as Israelites. What Moses was saying is Moses and Aaron, they lied to you. You better get your asses to work. You better get your mind on work. Because Moses lied to y'all, because look, your work better not diminish. If you're going to maintain, your work better not diminish, and we're not going to give you the straw. You better do more. Now you go get the straw and do this and make the bricks to maintain your lifestyle. Again, I'm hoping everybody can see the connection of the things that we're going through today in, in, in the world that will take away our hope as, as our minds are now more generated. Like, like even the Matthew chapter 6 says, how are we going to eat? How are we going to be dressed? How are we going to take care of? Man, I got it. We got, we got, man, the cost of living is getting higher and higher. How are we going to take care of ourselves? Uh, how many retirees in America today are retired but had to have a second job, even today? They've retired, but their retirement, their pension is not enough to maintain any type of comfortable lifestyle. So even retirees today have to work, get second jobs to maintain a lifestyle because the cost of living is getting higher and higher and higher and higher, causing our people to do what? We got to think more about work. We got to think more about how we're going to make this money. How, if, if I dare say it, these are old school saying, we got to make this bread because me and my family got to eat. Goodbye, you got something to say to it? You going to add to it? Um, Con, you know, you, you can look at it as, um, like you just said, <clears throat> as far as what even, even our retirees can't, can't even relax. You can't even relax. You, now we got we to gotta go to the Walmart and become greeters. <laughs> you know, um, we got uh, we, we to make sure that our 501K for when we retire is going to kick in. And with, with the statement of being we're not going to give you the straw, you can liken that to what happened with the Social Security. Even when you, yeah. when you, when you retire, uh, is the Social Security going to be there? And, and even if it is, is it enough to maintain a lifestyle? Con. With, the, with the cost of everything going up, is it enough to maintain? Is it enough to maintain a mortgage? Is it enough to maintain the, the electricity prices going, shooting through the roof? Property taxes going up higher. The price of, of your, your water bill getting higher and higher. Uh, uh, gas in your car getting higher and higher. Food, come on, food at the at the at, at the grocery store. <laughs> Con. Like the brother Tuskpot said yesterday, he went he went to, to I believe uh, it was when he said he went to the store. He bought four items, and four items cost twenty bucks. This is where it's at now, and it's only going to get worse. It's going to get worse because the, the thought process is now have us more worried about how we're going to live, how we're going to be taken care of, how we're going to make money, and that is, that is being used for us to not be into these scriptures, for us to stop thinking about what God wants 
and think about our survival. Think about how we're going to make it. That that now is the priority and that, look, we ain't got time for the Bible right now. Now it's, it's time for reality. Real, now we're going to start real talk. How is you reading the Bible? How is that going to pay these bills? How is you reading about How is that going to help us eat? How is that going to help us be taken care of? Now, now, now we got to talk real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God is black, cool. Christ is black, cool. But how is that paying the rent? That all these things are being put in place, brothers and sisters, as a distraction to get us to stop believing in, in the message that we're going to be saved. Stop believing in and let, let us keep rehearsing the righteous acts of the Most High. That things written before time were written for our learning. This is what they did. This is what Pharaoh did back in ancient Egypt. And yes, we happen to be now in spiritual Egypt, according to Revelation chapter 11, verse 8. That yes, now we're in this spiritual Egypt. So we can look back and see that they went through some of the same things. But what we don't do is we don't associate the bricks <coughs> with the cost of living today. We, because of cartoons and, 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 and movies and, and what have you, we only think about that brick and just making the pyramids. We don't think about, no, that is what was needed to maintain a lifestyle back in ancient Egypt. That that was the, that was the cost of living, even though it don't say cost of living, that was the cost of living, what it took to maintain any type of lifestyle in Egypt was how many bricks you made. But as we read in Exodus chapter uh, 3 or 4, that the Israelites were put into every manner of service in all of Egypt. Whatever service job there was, the Israelites made the, made the, to, to, were employed in it from, from nurses, uh, doctors, uh, carpenters, blacksmiths, uh, fishermen, uh, 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 tailors, um, cosmetologists, janitors, uh, 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 people who deal with, with, with sanitation, uh, people dealing with, with the construction, every manner of service, a housemaid, a butler, every manner of service the Israelites were made to, to serve back in ancient Egypt, just like here in America, just like here in America. And that if we didn't do our service back then, we couldn't make the bricks. We couldn't maintain a lifestyle. But today, if we don't work hard enough, and how many people have to work? You have households now where you have to have people working two or three jobs just to maintain an apartment today. Whereas at one time in America, if the father made minimum wage in America, that was enough for him to pay for a house and a car and have, what, three, four, five children on minimum wage. The mother stayed home. Soccer mom, PTA mom. She already had her own car while he had his own car. On minimum wage. Try that now. Try that now. 
we got families now where the fathers got to bring in money, the moms got to bring in money, and the kids got to bring in money just to maintain any type of lifestyle of rent, electricity, water, and phones. And hopefully some food stamps. I'm, I'm trying. I'm hoping that, that I'm, I'm, I'm painting this out eloquently enough. I'm not. I'm not a good talker. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good. I'm, I'm not a wordsmith. I hope that what I'm, I'm bringing out is, is 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 able to be seen. I'm, I'm, I'm able to paint this picture that all this was done by design, like, like it was done back in ancient Egypt to keep us from thinking about the Most High, from us not having faith and hope in these scriptures and only be caught up in thinking about, for lack of a better term, bills. Brother Gabar, can we please read Exodus chapter 5, verses 14 through 18? Really kind of quick, huh? Con. Exodus chapter 5 and verse uh, 14 <clears throat> reads, And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, wherefore, wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today and here to four? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto the, thy servants. And they say to us, Make brick. And behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. But he said, Ye are idle, ye are idle. Therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work, for there shall no straw be given you. Yet shall ye deliver the tale of bricks. Cool. Now I'm going to read this commentary. All right, now I'm reading the commentary uh, from Exodus chapter 15, 5, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 5, verse 14 through 18. And this is what it, the commentary says. As the Israelites could not do the work appointed them, their overlookers were beaten by the, by the Egyptian bailiffs. And when they complained to the king of this treatment, they were repulsed with harshness and told, you're idle, idle. Therefore, ye say, let us go and sacrifice to Yahweh. Do you see what, what, what just happened right there, brothers and sisters? They're talking to him about we can't make it, we can't do this, but what you're, what you're asking for and maintaining ourselves. And the reply was, y'all are too lazy. Y'all ain't working hard enough because y'all still thinking about going to, because y'all must be still thinking about going to serve your God. You're lazy. You're lazy. You're idle. You're idle. Y'all can do this if y'all stop thinking about your God. Y'all can fulfill this if you stop thinking about serving your God. Y'all can do this work. But you're idle. Y'all see that? And now in the scripture when it says, and thy people sin." It wasn't talking about the people of Israel must be sinning. It's talking about the Egyptians. But the Egyptian people are sinning. 
Thy people must be understood as applying to the Egyptians on account of the antithesis to thy servants, which not only refers to the Israelites' overlookers, but includes all the Israelites, especially the first clause in an unusual feminine form uh, as constructed by whatever. So, brothers and sisters, that's what we went over again on today is Wednesday. That's what we covered on Monday. I'm really trying to move forward now, but we had to kind of cover that a little bit. Let's go now to St. Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. And again, I hope I'm not, I'm not cutting myself short with this. And I, I hate that I'm doing so much talking. I hope that I'm, I, I'm able to bring it out for people to see the connection and the correlation, I guess uh, would be a, a better word, between what was applied to the Israelites back in ancient Egypt to get them to stop thinking about how to serve the Most High and how we can see the same similar um, application in, in, in a psychological warfare today. That for us to worry about and be more worried about how we're going to maintain our lifestyle, how we're going to maintain to be able to enjoy the, the, the pleasures and the enjoyments and the blessings of this present life, that how that is being thrown at us in lieu, in lieu of and uh, to make us not think about God's salvation, to not think about the words of the scriptures um, where we can now have comfort and understand what's going on, what's happening, why this is in place, why this is going on, what the purpose of it is. In order for our enemies to take away our hope, in order for our enemies to get us to a point where we don't have faith in the scriptures, that everything's going to continue as it, as it is, and all we got to do is just pay bills. We had to maintain the cost of the cost of living. That we better have now our priorities better be. We better make sure our priorities are straight, and that we got we're making enough money for, to pay the rent. That we that we're making enough money to to maintain lifestyles. I, I pray. I'm, I'm, I'm able, and that the most I is working with my words uh, to help bring this out. All right, Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. Todd, Second Corinthians chapter two and verse eleven reads: Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. It, it says, brothers and sisters, we're not supposed to be ignorant of Satan's devices. And Satan here, I'm not, I'm not trying to think about no spiritual entity. I'm not trying to go into some mysticism. I'm not trying to go into some, some, some exorcist uh, little girl on the bed, vomiting, twisting her head all the way around in 56 degree, uh, 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 Catholic, demonic type of possession. I'm not even on that right now. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not going to where we're going to be distracted where where uh we're looking for some freddy krueger or some damn uh if if, if y'all saw the, the 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 um what is that then the amazon prime movie uh or series called them i'm not going into any of that type of madness brother says i'm not i'm not going there and talking about satan like with the catholic church for having us think about when it talks about satan that now we got this image in our minds about some little creature now on our left hand that's red with a pitchfork and is, 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 is poking us about 
uh, smoke a cigarette, uh, uh, drink the alcohol, um, uh, 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 eat the chocolate. No. I'm not using Satan in this reference and talking about no, no, nothing about no damn Illuminati, nothing about no damn uh, uh, talisman. Uh, I'm not, no. Let's just look at Satan right here being an adversary. Just, let's look at the definition of the word Satan as an adversary. That our adversary should get advantage of us that we're not supposed to be ignorant of his devices. If we come back and look at Pharaoh was Satan against Moses and the Israelites. I'm asking everybody, is, is that unreasonable? If we take the definition of Satan, being an enemy, an adversary, or foe, because that's what the word Satan means, enemy, adversary, or foe, can we see that what was Pharaoh to Moses? What was Pharaoh to Aaron? What was Pharaoh to the Israelites being freed to go and serve our God? Was not Pharaoh an enemy? Was not Pharaoh an adversary? Was not Pharaoh a foe to us going to go serve our God? Can I get a yes or no on that? Is that too far of a stretch? For us to see. I pray to the Most High is not. And in taking a look at this, we're not supposed to be ignorant of an enemy's devices, of our adversary's devices, of the tactics that we can look at in the scriptures and see what was used against the Israelites in the scriptures that might be used or that will be used against us in these days. What did the enemy do then back in actual physical ancient Egypt that we can look at what we're going to be going through now in this spiritual Egypt? I hope that's not too far of a reach for people. From there, let's go to Job chapter 1. Yes. Yes. Let's go to Job chapter 1. And I keep looking at the time. It's Time keeps on kicking, kicking, kicking into the future. That my time is slowly is ticking away. It's ticking away. I wanted to get. I I really I know we had to go through Exodus chapter five just now, but I didn't want to go there because there's so much more of this class I wanted to move forward with. There's so much more of this class I want to move forward with. And I'm looking at the time, so let's get to Job chapter one. And start verse one. As we get ready to go here, brothers and sisters, as we get ready to go here, before we go here, um, brother Gabar, brother Gabar, could you please read Exodus, the book of Exodus, chapter four, and the last verse? Exodus chapter four and the very last verse. God. So Exodus chapter four and verse thirty-one reads, "And the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel." and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. So, I wanted the brother Gabar to read that, that after Moses and Aaron came, came to, to our people, that all of us heard that and we rejoiced and we worshipped God. We believed what Moses was saying, 
We believe the signs that were shown that, yes, we are out of here. We believe that. But now as soon as Moses went and confronted Pharaoh, what happened to us? Things got worse. The persecution, the afflictions got worse. But that was part of God's plan. You know, and I've been quoting the wrong scripture. Tazapah always quotes Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. I've been saying 26. It's Psalm chapter 118, verse 24 that lets us know that this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That God does have a plan. God does have a plan. That, yes, he brought the knowledge of salvation to us. We believed and we worshiped. But as soon as Moses went to Pharaoh, things got worse for us. Brothers and sisters, we're supposed to learn from that. Brothers and sisters, we're supposed to learn from those examples. That even now today, as we come to the knowledge that we're the Israelites, as we come to the knowledge that now we're going to start doing God's righteousness, similar to what happened to our foreparents in ancient Egypt, and getting that word of salvation in, guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen again? As our minds getting, uh, get, start to get turned towards we're going to serve God, and God's going to save us. God has heard what we've been going through. He's heard our afflictions. He's heard our sufferings. And now he's going to save us from it. And amidst all that, things got worse for us. And I'm only going to bring that out because I know that's contrary to how we've been conditioned through religion. Through the religion, if God's with you, everything's supposed to get better. I'm supposed to have Joel Osteen money. And if I'm Buster Rhymes, I'm supposed to have that Arab money. We're supposed to be, God's supposed to be with me now, and it's supposed to be nothing but prosperity. Well, I'm able to maintain my bills. I'm able to maintain, uh, if I just want to go to the store and buy stuff, I can do it. I can just throw it in the bag. That, and if I want to take a trip over to wherever, I can do that because God is with me. Brothers and sisters, do we really forget, do we really let the scriptures get past us? Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 9, where Christ said, Yahweh said, Hamashiach said, Yeshua said, whatever term you need to use, I know that works and tribulation and what? Poverty? Are we letting that get past us? Or we are really thinking that because we can maintain a certain lifestyle right now here in America that God must be with us because I can pay my bills and have a little bit extra. I can still maintain my enjoyments and blessings in this present life according to definition number 20 of life in the Webster's uh, H20 dictionary dealing with the, the word life. We're supposed to match the scriptures. We're supposed to be learning from the scriptures. Now, let's go read Job chapter 1. We'll start at verse 1, and I'm going to need you to read kind of quickly. Uh, <coughs> Job chapter 1 and verse 1 reads, there was a man. Uh, read. We're going to read uh, Job chapter 1 through 5 real quick, real quick, real quick. 
Job chapter 1 and verse 1 reads, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned, and cursed the Most High in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. All right, cool. So we, we, we're getting a, a, a profile on Job um, from verse 1. Job was perfect. Um, he was upright. He feared God, eschewed evil. Hey, yeah, God blessed him. Seven sons, three daughters, ten kids. Um, and his substance, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoga oxen, 500 she-asses, uh, and 500, uh, and a very great household, meaning servants. He had a lot of servants to be able to deal with what he had going on. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Cool. So we're kind of establishing that of, of what type of man Job was, that even if his, his sons, if, if they done something, Job was already sacrificed for them, just in case they sinned and might have had an encouraged God in, in, uh, in their hearts. This type of man Job was, all right? Now, similar to the Israelites, I'm going to mention this to the Israelites back in ancient Egypt, that they were just working. They was minding their own business. And here comes Moses and Aaron, Telling them about salvation, oh shit! And they believed. <laughs> just mind their own business, just working, and able to you know do the bricks, maintain everything was good. You hear the most answer about man, y'all gonna be saved? What? Huh? And they believed, and we believed, but then immediately what happened? It got worse for us. Now we see what kind of man Job is. We see his profile. We got Job. Job will be on the Forbes list of millionaires. Job is there. Job is doing his thing. Let's start verse 6 now. 6 to 11. Con. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him? and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? 
Thou hast blessed the work of his hand, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. All right, cool. So, again, uh, Job, we got his profile. But notice how man he was. Satan comes before, uh, most I calls all the angels. Satan comes with him because he's an angel of God also. Uh, ask the Satan, man, what you been doing? Satan, my, I'm doing my job. God asked Satan, um, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, and one that feareth God and eschewed evil? So does God know, as, as people like to say today even, does God know Job's heart? Yes. God's saying this before everything. God is giving an account of what type of man Job is. God's doing this. That Job is a perfect man, an upright man, and one that fears God, and he excuses evil. God is saying this about Job. This ain't Job saying it about himself. God is saying this. But what, and, and doesn't Satan acknowledge that, that God has blessed him, as, that God has blessed Job in verse 10? Yes. Has it not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Have you not been protecting Job? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substances, and his substance is increased in the land. What about verse 11? Job uh, chapter 1 and verse 11 reads, But put forth thine hand now. And touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. I love that word. The first word of Job chapter one verse eleven. I love that word. You gonna read it? But, but. <laughs> but but what? <laughs> but put forth but, thine hand. <laughs> but from the Western eighteen twenty dictionary. No, never mind. There's oh my god. <laughs> there is too many damn definitions for the word but. Never mind, never mind. I wasn't going to go there, brothers and sisters. I was going to, but no, never mind. Job chapter 1, verse 11, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he has, and what's going to happen? And he will curse thee to thy face. Brothers and sisters, we're not supposed to be ignorant of Satan's devices. As we're living in these times now, where Christ said, when he comes back, he's going to find faith on the earth. As our substances get touched, as all that we have gets touched in order to try and maintain a happiness, a cost of living here in America, here in, in spiritual Egypt, is the fact that now these things are going to be getting touched, is that going to get us to turn away from the scriptures and now curse God to God's face? So now we're going to deny Christ. Are we going to be so worried 
about how we're living, how we're maintaining ourselves, that now we're going to curse God to his face? Are we going to be at the point where we have the knowledge with the Israelites? We're starting to do right by God. We're putting on God's righteousness, but our substance is going to be touched. Like in ancient Egypt, it was the brick that had to be maintained. Here in America, the cost of living had to be maintained. Are we going to get to the point where now the cost of living is getting so much and we're losing that now we're going to be cursing God? Even though now we have the knowledge of salvation, we have the knowledge that we're the Israelites. We have the knowledge that God is black, Christ is black, the Jews are black, the Israelites are black, we are the, the, the Mexicans are, are Israelites, the Native Americans are Israelites, we are the Israelites. Hearing all this and feeling that good news and believing it, but now as our substance gets touched, are we going to curse God to his face? Are we going to forget the scriptures that our forefathers looked at the same thing? Are we going to look to that to give us, like Romans 15 and 4 says, the patience and the comfort, comfort that we still can have hope. Like as our father did take care of them then, he's going to find a way to take care of us here now. That it, it might, or it might require a lifestyle change in order to do God's righteousness. In order to continue to maintain God's righteousness, it's going to require us to put on a new life. It's going to require us now to be born again with new knowledge, with a new standard. It requires us now to rearrange what was important or what was priorities to make something else a, a priority. Or are we going to get to the point where, again, reverse 11 one more time, Mark? Todd. Is that time is, 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 is coming to an end? Todd, um, Job chapter 1 and verse 11 reads, but... Put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee. I know we have 60 seconds left of the two hours. I'm going to read. I want to go to one more verse and read some more of these. But like it says, Job chapter 1, verse 11, but put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Brothers and sisters, are we reading to understand? Are we looking at and understanding what time we're living in, Romans 13 11? Are we really considering what time we're living in? Are we looking at what our enemies are going to be doing? What Satan's going to be doing? The, the devices he's going to employ to get us to stop thinking about God's righteousness, to get us to stop thinking about doing, completing God's work, and now only worry about my bill, only worry about how I'm going to maintain my lifestyle and maintain myself here in this place, are we going to get to the point where we're going to apply more of God's righteousness? Brother Gabar, do you have maybe 10 more minutes? I if do. not, let me know. If, I you, do. if you don't, let me know. I do. All right. Behind Job chapter 1 verse 11, let's go to Isaiah chapter 8 verse 21. And this will be the, the last scripture, but I'm going to read several other scriptures and several other versions about this right here. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 11. Oh, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 8. Let me catch up with you.
Who? Who? Let's start verse 18. Con, uh, Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18 reads, Behold, I and the children... Hold, 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 hold. Good Lord. Let's start verse 11. Verse 11. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 11 reads, For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand, and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Hold up. The Lord spoke with, to me with a what? A strong hand, and instructed me. So he was very serious about this, and instructed me that what? That I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Go ahead. Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Keep reading. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. Well, sisters, if we look at this, how many of us, if, if we look on social media and we look around, how many of us are, are, are so curious about the conspiracy theories? We're looking, we're looking about the, the jab as far as the, the vaccine shots, and we've got all of our attention focused on that, about the, what, what, what the world is doing with the vaccine shots, but we're not paying attention to the scriptures. How many of us are focused on uh, the, 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 the GMOs, the genetically modified foods, and we, we, we're doing so much research and diving into all the things that, that, that's being done, the conspiracy, the conspiracies. And we're, we got all of our attention there, but we're not paying attention to the scriptures about what we should be fearing. How many of us are, are on the flat earth theory? And we got all of our energy and attention about the flat earth, the flat earth, the flat earth. And our attention is going there so, so, so much that we're forgetting about what about God's righteousness? What about rehearsing the righteousness of the Lord? But we are in this thing where, where, where I see you, like, 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 like there's this hide and seek game going on, and I see you, I see it, I see it, see, I see it, I, I see you over there. See, that's the Illuminati, the Illuminati, I see him. You see him? I see him. We got our minds so directed at that nonsense, that's a distraction to get us away from the scriptures. So if we're looking at what the Most High is telling Isaiah, do not get caught up like how this people's getting caught up. And like this, this conspiracy about uh, confederacy, about this, see, they're confederate. See how they come together and do this? See Monsanto? See uh, uh, the Illuminati? See the Boulet? See Jay-Z with the, with the, with the, uh, 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 with the, the eye of, of, of whoever? Do you see it? Do you see it? It's confederacy. It's a confederacy. Don't get caught up in that. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. 
verse 13 tells us what? Gabar? Khan, uh, Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 13 tells us, Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear. Let, let him, him be your fear. Let the Most High be your fear. Not them. They're making the robotic dogs. They're making robotic, they're making robotics, period. They got some type of new weapon. They got some type of new hearing device. They got more satellites. Okay. But where are you sanctifying the Most High himself in your mind? And where are you letting the Most High be your fear instead of letting them be your fear? And let him be your fear. Read on. And let him be your dread. And let the Most High be what we dread. Like if we don't please the Most High, he don't get us. Well, I'm going to say it. But we're in a, we're in, in it's, it's the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's forget about them. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you hear the gas? The spiritual gas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish this. Let's finish this. Go ahead. Son, um, Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 13. Um, actually, 14 reads, and he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Because the most high is going to be, if we get our focus in the right place, the most high is going to be a sanctuary. But at the same time, for Israelites who don't get their mind in the right place, he's going to be for a stone of stumbling. And for a rock of offense. That if we get so caught up into the Confederacy, the Confederacy, the Confederacy, this, that, and the third, and we're not really sanctifying the most high in our minds, we're not really getting to these scriptures, he's gonna become that stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both of the houses of Israel, and for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That this is gonna be a trap. Yeah, they're doing that confederacy. Yes, they're doing that confederacy. And you're making all these plans. You're making all these plans to kind of, kind of counteract their confederacies and what they got going on. And you put all the energy into that, but we're not putting the energy into what the Most High wants and, to what, and rehearsing God's righteousness. And that's going to end up being a gin and a snare. Reading on, sir. Son, and many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. And many among them, the them talk about us Israelites. The them here is talking about us Israelites. And many among them, the Israelites, shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Because we're going to call it to the Confederacies, the Confederacies, the Confederacies. And now, okay, what, what's more righteousness? What more of God's righteousness do I need to be rehearsing? Forget what the enemies are doing. What do I need to do to help please God more? Reading on. Verse 16. I love this now. Bind up the testimony. Seal the law among my disciples. Do y'all see what he said here? Bind up the testimony. Take these scriptures. Bind them up. Seal the law among my disciples. And make sure my disciples understand my law. Make sure my, my students, the ones following me, 
Make sure they understand how I do things. Forget the ones that are caught up into the confederacy, confederacy, confederacy. That's going to be their trap. But for my disciples, seal the law among them. Bind up the testimony with them. Make sure they got these scriptures. Reading on. Son, and I will wait upon the Lord. And, I'll, and, and, and I, say what? And say what? And I will wait upon the Lord. No, we're supposed to be getting uh, more weapons. We're supposed to be uh, getting more pantries. We're supposed to be getting more, more uh, uh, gas masks because uh, we're supposed to be because uh, 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 our, our enemy's doing this. And we're supposed to be, uh, come on, man. And I will wait upon the Lord. Go ahead. That hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. I'm going to look for the most high. Not how I'm going to counter all the confederacies. Verse 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. Read on. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits. Hey, you need and to check this out. You need to check out this experience today. You, you, you need to, you know what? This, this is my family. That the, the way we do, do things, this is how we eat, this is how we cook, this is how we get down, this is how we comfort ourselves. That, go back to what, you, what is familiar. You need to go look at what's familiar. Not the scriptures, not the most high. Go back to how our family does things. Seek to them that have familiar spirits. Go ahead. And unto wizards that peep. And, and all, that these, all these people and all these people that are peeping into the conspiracies. All these people that are checking out and, and, and seeing the witchcraft of America. Seeing the witchcraft of the Illuminati. Seeing all the evil, negative, wicked shit that they're doing. Go look for them and peep into that. Go check this out. Go ahead. Should not a people seek unto their power or unto their God? For the living to the dead, Go ahead. to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. If we're looking at it from and keeping this in context, from where we started and reading down, for everybody caught up to, to the confederacies and all, all the other stuff, but you're not really caught up to these scriptures, you're not being that disciple where you're binding up the law and the testimony, we're, doing, we're, we're going back to the scriptures to see what's going on, and we're following everything else, there's no light in that. For everything that seems like it's wisdom now, that's the wisdom of the world, which is foolish with the most high. And... We're going to be caught up into, again, this thing about how we're going to survive. How we're going to survive. We got to make these plans in order to survive. We got to do it like this in order to survive. But we're not looking to the most high. The only way we get out of Egypt was how the most high saved us. Not from what any plan we came up with. Not from any of how the Egyptians did things. Not from the art of war. You got to know your enemy. I must say that, meaning... We had to see the tactics of the American military so we can match the tactics of the American military. That is not what the scripture means, and that's not the wisdom of God. 
That is not what it's talking about. We got to make sure that we're, we are keeping our book, our nose in these scriptures and that we're seeing what's going on and understanding what's going on from the most highest point of view. Because then we can understand why the scripture tells us that the most high didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. Reading on, Con, Isaiah chapter 80, verse 21 reads, And they shall pass through it, hardly bestead and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. Go ahead. And they shall look unto the earth and behold, trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. Now, I, I want to come back and forgive me for lying. I thought we were going to read one more scripture. We didn't. But I want to focus on Isaiah chapter 8, verse 21. Uh, read that for me one more time, verse, uh, verse 21. Con. And they shall pass through it, hardly bestead and hungry, and it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their power and their God and look upward. Did y'all see what I said there? That they shall pass through. Hardly, I know it, it says bestead, but it's bested. That's how it should be read. Bested and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. I want to focus in on this scripture here where it says, when we, when we shall be bested and hungry, that's what's going to pass, that we're going to be hungry and we're going to fret ourselves and then we're going to curse our king and our God and look upward. What did Satan tell Job? I'm sorry, what did Satan tell the most high about Job? He told him <laughs> that all he had to do, and it started with the but, <laughs> put, right. forth thy, put forth thine hand and uh, touch, touch all the things that he had, and he shall surely uh, uh, curse thee to thy face or deny. So now we come, that was in Job. Huh. Now, if you touch all that he has, He's going to curse you to your face. Yeah, he's perfect. He's upright. He, he sacrifices. You said he's perfect. You said he's upright. You said he excused evil. But touch all that he has. He's going to curse you to your face. Here in Isaiah, it's, it's saying what? It's going to come to pass that when we are bested and hungry, that we, that we're going to, that we are going to be hungry and we're going to fret and curse them, our king and the most high. I want to look at some of these other, other, other versions of the Bible. And we're going to finish on this here. I want to look at some of these other versions of the Bible so that we can uh, see what these other versions said. Hopefully try and give some more light and give some more, more, more meat and get some more understanding from all these different versions of the other Bibles. And I got them here. From the AFV. And the AFV is the uh, a faithful version. All right, a faithful version of the Bible. It says, and it shall pass through the land, hard-pressed and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, 
they shall rave and curse their king and their God and look upward. Y'all see the word that's used here? That when we're going to be hard-pressed and hungry, that we're going to rave and curse our king and our God. Y'all see that? Y'all catch that? Another version, this is the American Standard Version, says, and they, sh and they shall pass through it. They shall pass through it. Sore, distressed, and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse and curse by their king and by their God and turn their faces upward. But I wanted to look at the wording that was used here for that word, uh, bestead or bested. They're saying that, that the way they say that is when we are sore distressed and hungry, that we're going to fret ourselves and curse our leaders and our God. Are y'all seeing this? And we're not going to be ignorant of Satan's devices. What was used against us back in ancient Egypt that is going to be used again in this time? From the Bible of Basic English, the Bible of Basic English, it says, and he will go through the land in bitter trouble and in need of food. And when he is unable to get food, he will become angry, cursing his king and his God, and his eyes will be turned to heaven on high. Do we see the, 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 the concept? I hope you understand or grasp me the concept from all these different versions. <clears throat> that here in this one it says what? And when the most I go through the land, that people is going to be bitter and there's going to be trouble, and then we're going to be angry because we're hungry, and we're going to curse our God. From the uh, uh, Brenton uh, Bible, it says, And famine shall consume solely upon you, and it shall come to pass, that when you shall be hungry, you shall be grieved, and you, sh and you shall speak ill of the prince and your father's ordinances. And they shall look up to heaven above. Did you check out what was said here? That when when famine is sore, is, is pressing upon us, we're going to be hungry. We're going to be grieved. Then we're going to speak ill of the prince and of our father's ordinances, of how the Most High does things, of God's rights. We're going to speak ill about doing things right by God. Because we're going to be angry and hungry and grieved. It, I, it, I hope there's a connection being made here. I, I, when I say that, I know I've got a connection. I hope I'm able to extend this connection to, to everybody else. In the Beaver Study Bible, from the Beaver Study Bible, it says, they will roam the land, dejected and hungry. When they are famished, they will come in, enraged. And looking upward, they will curse their king and their God. Here, it's telling us we're going to be dejected. We're going to be famished. And because of that, we're going to become enraged, and that's going to cause us to curse God. I, I, I hope the connection is coming across. In the uh, Bible Study Bible, along with the Hebrew and Greek uh, uh, interlinear Bible, it says, and they will pass through it hard-pressed and hungry. And it shall happen when they are hungry, they will be enraged and curse their king and their God and look upwards. In the English Standard Version, in the English Standard Version, it says, they will pass through the land greatly distressed and hungry. And when they are hungry, 
they will be enraged and will speak contemptuously against their king and their God and turn their faces upward. In the Exegesis Ready, um, uh, Ready Reference Bible, it says, and they shall pass through it hardly uh, bested, hardened and hungry, famished. And so it be, and so, so be it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, famished, they will fret themselves and rage and curse and abase their king, sovereign, and their God, Elohim, and look upward. In the Good News Bible, it says, the people will wander through the land, discouraged and hungry. In their hunger and in their anger, they will curse their king and their God. Uh, they may look up to the sky. In the um, International Standard Version, it says, they'll pass through the land while greatly distressed and hungry. When they are hungry, they'll become enraged, they'll curse their king and their God, and they will turn their faces. In the, uh, the Jewish Publication Standard Bible, it says, and they shall pass this way that are sore uh, bested and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they are hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king by their God, and uh, whether they turn their faces upward. And the last one I want to read, last term I read, it says, in the Jubilee Bible, then they shall pass through this land fatigued and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and raising their faces on high. And from the, um, uh, the W.E.B., which is the, the W.E.B., 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 is the World English Bible. In the World English Bible, it says this, brothers and sisters. They will pass through it, very distressed and hungry. And it will happen that when they are hungry, they will worry and curse by their king and by their God. They will turn their faces upward. Brother, sister, I hope I'm able to connect. I hope I'm able to reach out and, and extend uh, some, some of these things from today's class of, of what type of things that, that we're facing and what type of things we're going to face. And that the purpose of these things is for us to lose hope, for us to lose focus, for us to lose faith that Christ is coming to save us and that we need to keep doing God's righteousness. I hope that, that, that the message of today's class, that that's why I hope is really coming across. I hope that's what stands out in some of the things that we've been going over, going over today, especially in the, in the very last few minutes. But I wanted to take more time to really let this bloom and let's come out uh, uh, a little bit slower and, and a little bit more uh, uh, at pace. But it is, it, it is what it is. Uh, Brother Jabbar, any words about uh, uh, anything, anything at all? Um, so uh, as as I'm getting the understanding and receiving the understanding of, of this part of the class, which is to what we do to deny Christ, is the affliction of our adversary, of 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 you know as we read in in the earlier scriptures where it said and Satan meaning our adversary, meaning the Pharaoh against Moses, meaning of uh, the adversary against Job, even. Um, as our adversary poses things against us and giving us affliction, um, will we be able to, to, to endure 
and 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 to 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 not take our our attention off of the scriptures, off of what was what was written aforetime for our learning. Will we still be able to learn and maintain our rehearsal and practice of the righteous acts while we go through the uh, attacks that are that are made on us by by Satan, by our adversaries, um, through through our 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 ways that we live, our uh, our cost of living being affected, um, will we choose to stay in these scriptures and to keep our focus on the Heavenly Father in Christ through the scriptures, through the rehearsing of the righteous acts, or will we choose to deny Christ, to deny our Father, to curse our, our, our Heavenly Father because of the affliction? Am I am I on point? Is, I'm asked, is that what you got? That's what that, that's what that's what I'm getting. Okay, cool, cool. Of 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 that, and or or are we going to are or are we going to deny deny Christ and curse once everything gets you know once we start going through what you mentioned before uh in the beginning of today's uh Jacob's troubles are we are we not going to be able to to endure through through these um also wanting to go to the scripture where it says um to fear not who can kill the body or afflict <laughs> afflict the body but you know, coming off of the scripture where it says we should be fearing the Heavenly Father. True. Fearing the, 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 the consequences. The consequences of of denying denying Christ or denying uh the Heavenly Father or cursing the Heavenly Father. Um to to now stay strong and continue to focus on the righteous act uh, uh and in rehearsing the righteous act. So that we don't, you know, we, 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 as long as we practice, practice makes perfect, um, and it, it makes us, it makes us stronger. It makes us stronger, so that we're, we are able, and 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 we don't lose faith in in the scriptures. Um, and and we don't, we don't take our attention off of, off of, off of, of. of our, our, our salvation, which we can only obtain through the the righteous acts of of, of righteousness. On that, uh, I don't, you know. That's that's what that's what I'm what I got out of today's class. Then 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 cool. What are you gonna say? Uh, and and giving giving and and giving advice to our listeners also. Our, our 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 listeners to 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 stay steadfast in in the righteous acts and continue to study and 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 to not get caught up in the afflictions that are meant to to, to distract us and and to forsake uh, uh, our Lord um, in this in this time of these troubles that we're we're already going through 
but um, as you said before, it's, it's only going to get it's only going to get worse. So, in that, we should become stronger in the rehearsals and practices of the Righteous Act in order to um, in order for there to be faith. Because I'm trying to pull all the scriptures in <laughs> to be faith right, right. here when when Yahushai or when Christ gets back. That's going to be the way, the only way that there will be faith when he when he comes in his return. Cool, 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 cool. All right, well, with that, then we, we, we're going to end today's class. And I went a little bit longer. Uh, like I said, we <laughs> usually uh, my classes are going to be from 10 a.m. to 12, 12:30. I wasn't going to say 12:30. Tonight being Wednesday, uh, we do invite everybody, please check out um, ISBHBK Houston uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. or uh, ISBHBK San Antonio, uh, which is from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, tonight on, you, on our YouTube channels. Uh, uh, please visit the schools. Uh, and please don't forget to check out tomorrow um, uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk uh, with the Brother Tazapa as he does for your information. All right? uh, tomorrow, uh, right here at uh, www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, forward slash Mashaba. Uh, please check out uh, Tazapah tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, Standard Standard Time. And with that, uh, thank you everybody who did, did get a chance to tune in. And with that, my name is Mashaba. And my name is Gibbar And for ISBHPK, we would like to say Shalom. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.